Blog Talk Radio. This is Creativity and Play. I'm Steve Dahlberg. And I'm Mary Alice Long. You can find us online and be notified of future shows at creativityandplay.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Creativity and Play. And download archived editions on iTunes. Our guest today on Creativity and Play is Creelin Peters. Creelin is a psychotherapist, life coach, and singer-songwriter who specializes in helping people use creativity to burst through fear, move through life transitions, and effectively manage stress and burnout. Creelin has curated a free online creativity and wellness summit, which is ongoing right now, in which she is interviewing 16 experts who share their best tips for moving through the barriers that keep people stuck both personally and professionally. And you can find more information about the summit at creativityandplay.com on this show's page. Creelin, welcome to Creativity and Play. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we know we have a lot of different things to talk to you about, but uh, it sounds like the, the thread across much of it is, is the theme uh, near and dear to this show, creativity. So it seems we should start out with your your definition or view of creativity. What, what does it mean to you? How, how do you step into this topic? Well, creativity, I think, is kind of a, a two-pronged uh, definition. A lot of people, uh, what I find is they look at creativity from an artistic perspective. So when I ask people, are you creative? And I get kind of that deer in the headlights look sometimes. And they're like, no, 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 I can't sing. I can't, I can't uh, write. I can't act. I can't sculpt. I can't paint. So it's all these I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, you know, people really equate that artistic side of creativity with the word creativity. So that's one way of looking at it. However, the way that I more um, love to look at it is the uh, process, which is uh, creativity as a way of thinking, as a way of looking at things in a different way. And creativity is really a way for us to solve everyday problems. So when when I talk about creativity to people, I'm talking about how do you pay your bills? How do you get to work? How do you solve the everyday problems that you have in a way that maybe you haven't thought of before? Because that takes a lot of creativity at certain points in our life. So that's really what I mean when I talk about creativity. And, and how did you come into doing the work that you're doing around this topic? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How much time do we have? I'm sure it's a very short, direct route like most of us. Yes, it was a very direct route. I came out of the womb singing and never looked back. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, the, the short story is that I, I grew up in a family um, with mentally ill parents who were undiagnosed who used alcohol as a way to um, to deal with their untreated mental illness. And so it was a pretty chaotic family life. And, you know, songwriting became what I call my drug of choice as I really dove into it uh, for two reasons. One, um, when I was really young, is a way to escape the chaos going on in my home, the yelling, the slamming doors, the, you know, all, all of the, the chaos. And then as I got older, it really became a way for me to tap into how I was feeling in a way that was safe. You know, in my family, it wasn't safe to talk about feeling angry or confused or anything real. 
So it was really a way for me to express myself in a more abstract kind of a way and for it to be okay. Uh, you know, my parents didn't necessarily know what my lyrics meant. They didn't necessarily know what my, you know, what my music and the way that I wrote it meant. But for me, it was a catharsis. So that's kind of the, the short version of how I came into using it personally. And then I took it a step further and started using it more in my professional life. And I became um, a, a therapist and really could not keep it out of my work anymore. I, I think I kind of tried because I tried to separate, you know, my professional life and my personal life, and that just doesn't work for me at all. <laughs> so I, um, it was actually after uh, the, the events of 9-11 um, that I really took a hard look at how I wanted to incorporate um, my healing and my songwriting. And I, I developed, um, and it's still in development, but at that time developed the first draft of what I call a songwriting therapy, which is using uh, sound music and songwriting for healing, and it's combining different therapeutic techniques as well. Creelin, I, I want to say that my own background is, has some similarity to yours in ways that I came to play in creativity. And I want to say that because I think a lot of people out there probably resonate with what you're, you know, your story. And then, mm-hmm. but it's one story. There's so many stories. There's yours, there's mine. There's so many out there of how, mm-hmm. how we've come to creativity. And so I think it's worthy of sharing those stories. For me, it was um, partially going back, you know, I, I really went back, reclaimed my play in my life in the everyday, and um, my, you know, my own child, childhood stories that were meaningful for me and that I live by. And so I'd love to hear what you mentioned about uh, creativity in the everyday and how that's what you mean by creativity. Uh, could you tell us some more um, examples or share some more examples of what that means to be creative in the everyday and, um, you know, some tips on how to get there. Well, let's say, yeah, I mean, right now we kind of look at what's going on in the world. And, and I know that in, in, here in the, in the U.S. we're, you know, kind of coming out of this recession that we've been in, but still a lot of people are out, out of work, right? So that's one example that I use is being creative in a job search. You know, a, there's so many different ways of looking for a job. So if we're stuck in our old ways, like when I was first looking for a job, it was, you know, I'm going to date myself here. It's, you know, that's the help wanted ads in the newspaper. Well, how many times do people actually touch a physical newspaper these days, right? So it's looking for different ways to do that. And sometimes when we get overwhelmed, when we get stressed, we kind of revert to the way that we learned things the first time. So let's say I'm looking for a job and I'm really stressed out, so I just keep going back to the same way of looking for a job and it's not uh, producing the result that I want, which is, right, a job. So now I've got to look at other ways to do it. So, you know, then it's trying to brainstorm. So one of the ideas that I have to help people is to just get out of our our overthinking things and just kind of brainstorm what what are the ways that we can look for a job 
So it's just maybe taking a sheet of paper out. It's just brainstorming every single way. And I also like to tell people to get silly with it, too. Right, so it's it's you know I'm going to use a different example. I mean the the job thing is a is a very serious thing. A lot of people you know that can be a very serious thing. But I'm going to kind of go into a more of a silly example now, which is how how do you brush your teeth? So thinking about how you brush your teeth and trying to brainstorm different ways of doing that. And you know you stand on one foot, you can brush your teeth that way. You can um, brush it while rolling your eyes up into your head. You can you can brush them while um, you know, listening to a funny song and, and shaking your groove thing. So there's just like so many different ways. And if we can get out of our own way and out of what other people might think or what other people might say or what we might, you know, of that inner critic, if we can kind of remove ourselves from that piece, then we can really look at so many different ways of just doing one thing. And don't you think, Creelan, that, um, you know, we, 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 you mentioned about, we were talking about process versus product. So don't you think that uh, in our culture, we often, when we think of creativity, we think of the book somebody produces or we think mm-hmm. of, which I'm working on myself, so I'm thinking about <laughs> that, but the, the process is so remarkable and the idea of sharing that with others is really enticing to me. And then we think about paintings or we think about you know, the final project that we're working on, mm-hmm. um, the scientific invention or what have you. But the process is so delicious. So can you talk, yes. talk a little bit about that? Yes, and I, I love to talk about that because I totally agree. And that when I was talking about how a lot of people equate creativity with artistic creativity, they're thinking about that that finished, what I call the outcome, what you call the product. So it's the you know the finished song. So as a songwriter, um, my goal sometimes is a finished song. So I came out with a CD a few years ago. It has 12 completed songs that are fully arranged, mixed, engineered. It's, you know, beautiful. It's a finished product. Wonderful. However, that's 12 songs. I've probably written over 500 songs, or started, I should say, over 500 songs. And I would Mm -hmm. say that maybe 100 of them are finished. So I have a lot more unfinished things. So when I look at songwriting for me uh, over the years, what has been most delicious for me is the process of writing and of idea generation and of tapping into my feelings. I still use songwriting as a way to tap into how I'm feeling when I can't quite articulate it in words. So, And sometimes it's just a fun distraction. Sometimes it's just a way of passing time. Sometimes it's a way to relieve stress. I mean, it's just the process helps us with so many goals that the outcome or the product, I mean, that's great, but that's not always the goal. I think, you know, when you talk about process, it's how can I move through something, you know, in in a way that I'm in integrity, in the way that I can feel good about myself, the way that I can get through this without wanting to, <laughs> you know, go nuts. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, the process is so so important. Well, I write uh, and I write lyrics and mel- and sing melodies as I walk out in nature. That's one of the ways mm-hmm. I do it. I wonder mm-hmm. if you can just share with us um, either by singing or just saying the lyrics of a little bit of your one of your songs. 
Oh my gosh, you put me on the spot here. Let me think. You know, it's funny because I know. You know what? And I, I'm one of those people. I don't really. I have to have it in front of me. I, most of the songs that I'm writing now are more um, improvisational, without lyrics. So I'd be happy to sing you something just off the top of my head. That'd be great. That's good for it. All right. attaching to the energy in the moment and um i was fortunate enough to study an improvisational um technique with um bobby mcferrin uh who you may know as the, the creator of the song don't worry be happy i do know bobby McFerrin. yes and i i'll tell you before i went to that training it would have been very difficult for me to do what i just did um, because I would get in my own way about, oh, what are people going to think if I make a mistake? If I, but you know what? If it's an improv, how, how do you know if I'm making a mistake? <laughs> right? It's just in the moment. I, there are no mistakes. Exactly, exactly. And I was so afraid to even sing with him because he invited me to sing with him, and I froze, and then he backed off and came back to me and he's like okay you got to do it now <laughs> oh, that's great, and i great. and i did and it really helped me move through that you know it's not about perfection it's not about um you know doing it the right way or the way that people expect it's just about doing it uh, absolutely I was mary i was with it um invitation to you to uh share that way was such a setup to uh, to this topic of fear that you just uh, followed up yourself with um, that I think a lot of people ask to sing something out loud um, anywhere, let alone in the middle of an interview, probably would have a little fear <laughs> rising up. So, so great introduction to ask you about the topic of fear in a, in a broader sense, as we said in the introduction, it's one of the topics that you do work on in helping people use creativity to get right. through that block of fear. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, one of the other blocks is people saying, I'm not creative, I'm not an artist, I don't do that. That's one block. Mm-hmm. Another big block, of course, is fear of mm-hmm. t- touching this, tapping into this in, in ourselves. Tell us about, you know, what that looks like in the work you do and, and something you might do to help people get into that and through that to the other side and, and actually be able to supply their creativity and overcome that fear. Absolutely. Well, I think fear is clearly at the core. So when I hear people say, I can't, it, it for me, that means there's some sort of a fear block going on. So it's because I can't is more about that critical voice of, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be judged. And, you know, and so the work that I do, especially when I work with people doing kind of this improvisational work that I do, is um, really helping them calm down a little bit before we get started. Because I, you know, I'm one of those sensitive souls. I really pick up on people's um, energy, and especially nervous or anxious energy, I pick up on it. A lot of times I take it on as my own. 
And so I, I have to kind of learn to calm myself down, but I also feel the shift. So what I, you know, what things that come up are people, like you said, they don't, they don't want to do it. They, they feel like they can't, they, they shouldn't. Um, and it's, it's really about, you know, other being, being vulnerable. I think that's a big, a big theme in the work that I do is being vulnerable. We, we have a hard time with that. You know, we're, we're conditioned to, um, to kind of muscle through things and not show our vulnerable side because it's a sign of weakness, whereas really it's a sign of strength when we can show our vulnerabilities. So when I'm working with people, I help them really get in touch with where they're feeling whatever it is, if it's fear, anxiety, whatever it is, where they're feeling that in their body. Because a lot of times what will happen when we feel that intense emotion, we kind of disconnect from our body and we get in our head and we just start, the thoughts start spinning about, you know, what people are going to think of us or what we're going to think of ourselves and you know, all of that. So we really need to get back into our bodies. So I've been trained in mindfulness practice, and so that's one of the techniques that I use to help people is really a way to um, focus in on the breath and to um, just focus on the body and and let our, our thoughts kind of float away like clouds, I say. And so it's just really um, a lot of breathing, which helps us reconnect with our body and then focusing on the breath. And it's just amazing. I can totally feel the energy shift in the room when that happens, where people, it just calms things down. So I always do this work with people before we sing because as soon as I say, oh, my gosh, we're going we're gonna to open our mouths and, and something's going to come out, it's just the energy just spikes like people <laughs> you just feel it. And I'm like, okay, you, you guys are nervous, that's okay. And I will keep doing the practice until I feel that energy shift. And so some people take a little longer to let go of it than others. Um, however, I can tell you in the work that I do that I it's inevitable people will start smiling and laughing because they can finally go, oh, this is fun. It's okay to be silly. It's okay to look like a whatever you know, in front of other people. And it's so much fun, and and it's like I'm opening a safe space for people to be silly and give themselves permission to just let go and have fun. And, you know, we sometimes need that permission. Kind of like asking people to move also. (laughs) When when you ask people to move, it's the same same sense of, uh, of fear sometimes to actually move our bodies. Right. Oh, yep. We all have our, edge, our edges that we don't want to go to and our comfort zones. Yes. Yeah, and that's, that's, there's a lot of themes that come up in my work. I, it's, it's impossible for me to just lead a songwriting group without talking <laughs> because I just, I'm in the moment. I really tune into people um, and what they're going through and what they're thinking. And, um, you know, there's so many life lessons that I think we learn in the, when we work with creativity. Um, one of them is that we can take risks and live to tell the tale. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that it, it, we're sure. going to be okay. And then also um, the work that I do is really about listening to each other. It's about adjusting when things aren't quite working 
maybe the way we want them to. I mean, there's just so many wonderful lessons when we work with creativity and helping people learn, you know, how to work with each other, how to listen to each other, how to take risks, how to overcome fear, how to overcome anxiety. It's just, it's just, it's so wonderful to be able to do this work. I love it. Well, Creeling, you're, as uh, Steve said, you're currently in the midst of the Creativity and Wellness Summit. Can you tell us uh, about some of the uh, speakers that are on your series? I can. I can um, say with great confidence that I had an awesome one just the other day, and her name is Mary Alice Long. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carly. <laughs> yes, who talked to us about play. So definitely you were wonderful. Um, and, you know, we have other speakers um, ranging from other therapists, life coaches, spiritual healers, authors. I've kind of, you know, found this wonderful group of people who have a lot of different perspectives on using creativity for wellness, um, you know, people who are talking about using tarot cards and folk tales and um, drama, like the roles we play in our lives, and using mantras and using um, personality type. Uh, and it's just it's amazing how ever you know we've we talk, I think we talked about this Mary Alice the other day about how everyone there's like this common thread of how we all came to creativity in a roundabout way and through personal experience and sometimes hardship um, we came to it and then also our definitions are very similar and then we talk about this process and how it's about thinking about things in a different way rather than the outcome or the product, that, that finished thing. So it's it's just been a wonderful experience to bring these people together and to um, to have people. We have people from all over the world signed up and and calling in and asking questions, and it's just really wonderful to to be a part of this. And I'm so I'm so blessed to be kind of spearheading this project and, and bringing everyone together. You um, talked earlier about um, the example of somebody who lost a job and, and how they might apply creativity. And, um, you, again, some of your work is around the topic of life transitions, of which job search is one of them. Do you also do work with people sort of toward the end of careers and sort of thinking about what do I do and sort of, the third act of life or whatever way we want to refer to that that latter part of what we used to call retirement but probably doesn't fit so well anymore. Right, yeah, everything changes over the years. You know, I deal with people who are in all different phases um, of life and, you know, there's so many things that happen to us in, in every different stage and and so it's, it's really a matter of helping people deal uh, with the fear of the transition because a lot of times we fear what we think is going to happen, we fear the unknown. And so that fear is similar, you know, um, in different phases. So it, it's amazing there's like the kind of a commonality of that. But it's really that, that fear of what's on the other side. Am I ready for it? Am I going to be okay? Can I handle it? So it's, it's a very similar theme what I find working with people from different ages who are going through different types of life transitions. Well, one of the things, areas you mentioned, Creelan, which also uh, in my life we have a mirroring is that I don't separate my personal from 
professional either mm-hmm. uh, can mm-hmm. possibly do that. And so I wonder if you can, I'd love to hear more what your thoughts around that because there are other people I know that also feel that way and it's reflected in their writing and their performances uh-huh. or work. And um, But it's a, it's a really, it, I don't know, it's just an important conversation, I think, because we in our culture we have so many dualisms this or that, right or wrong. Yeah. And so it's work or play, work or creativity. You know, it's not one or the right. other. Right, right. Like, you know, how can we circle around that? Well, you know, I think, um, you know, John Dillon was the first speaker in the series, and he's an author who came out with a book, um, and he did a lot of research on creativity and talked about this in his um, talk on the, on the summit about how we really um, just, have like our society uh, when like the industrial revolution happened is we we became kind of a society of left brain thinkers you know the analyzing the just the goal oriented and just analytic um the kind of what we think of as like the rational thought kind of thing and and i see that all the time and you know it's still presented in the media it's still you know we we really push for this achievement of goals this achievement of things this you know just kind of like this goal driven which isn't necessarily a bad thing however it, it at the expense of other stuff can be detrimental for sure. So I think it's really kind of learning how to balance the left brain and the right brain. And and he talked about how the research shows that in order to be creative, you need both sides of your brain. I know as a songwriter, I can come up with ideas all day long in my right brain. However, if I do want a finished song, then my left brain needs to help me out with that because I I need to be able to organize music. I need to be able to organize lyrics. I need to be able to arrange the song and put it all together. So it's really being able to balance that. And as a therapist and a coach, you know, I help people all the time try and balance different aspects of their life and to try and realize that, you know, there is a a kind of a a thought pattern that we call black or white thinking where it's either or, there's no in-between. So it's really trying to help people kind of um, close that gap and realize that it it doesn't have to be one or the other. It's both and. Uh, So it's, and that's really the way of thinking. So if we can kind of help people with how they think, and that will help with them being able to express themselves in kind of that dualistic kind of way. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be very small movements that add up to big changes, right? I say that all the time. Sometimes it's the smallest shift in perspective can really make a huge difference. I uh, liked uh, earlier when you were talking about your um, songwriting and singing and, um, you know, that you recorded the CD of a small number of songs, but you've got a tremendous number that you've written. Um, and I didn't get the sense in your saying I've written, I think you said about 500 songs, that, that there was anything wrong with the fact that you've got many of them, that many of them I suspect are incomplete or not finished. Right. Um, and again, thinking about what does that mean against the process that you've been talking so much about that, you know, and Mary Alice mm-hmm. and I were, were saying before we started the show with you that um, there's been so many themes that have crossed through the many interviews we've done, and one of them is the work part of creativity, and that's what I really heard when you were describing that part of it, and uh, wondering if you'd 
pick up on, you know, the work part of creativity in, in your own creating. What, what does mm-hmm. that look like and how do you think about it? You mean like work is, is in far as finishing things or? Well, like creativity takes work too, you know, it's not just the play part or really what you're just saying, it's the left <laughs> and right brain aspects. That, it that, does. There's, a, there's a hard work component to it. And, and your well, five hundred songs seem to illustrate that pretty well. Yeah, you know what? And I, I don't. I think I might challenge that too, and say, I, I when I say five hundred songs, I think I look back on that. I'm like, oh, it just it makes my heart smile. I don't think of it as hard. Uh, yeah. For me, it, it's easy. Um, and so I think it's also in the way we choose to look at it. So um, I don't consider songwriting work at all. And and that's and maybe that's, you know, because my definition of work is maybe that it is hard, you know, so maybe I need to look at my definition of work. But I think, you know, it's, some, it, it's something that kind of comes naturally to me, um, and I just kind of run with it. So for me, I think it's also in looking at how we define things and I, I look back and I'm like, I, now I want to go listen to some of those. I'm like all excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, Creelan, thank you so much for joining us today on Creativity and Play. Uh huh. Thank you. And we we want to remind people again that uh, Creelan is has curated a uh, free online series called the Creativity and Wellness Summit, which is. In, in process right now and is ongoing and um, you can find more information in the today's show website on creativityandplay.com and Creelan Peters is a psychotherapist, life coach and singer-songwriter. Our theme today, our theme music is Kindergarten, uh, composed and performed by Jonathan Batiste and you can listen to this show and previous shows again find more information about our guests and sign up to be notified about coming shows at creativityandplay.com and find Creativity and Play on Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes as well. Creativity and Play is a production of the International Center for Creativity and Imagination in partnership with the National Creativity Network. I'm Steve Dahlberg. And I'm Mary Alice Long. Thank you, Creelan. Maybe next time we can sing together. That would be great fun. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks.